Hello, and welcome to your remote tour of the Horniman Museum in South East London. From a bloated walrus to a carnally reticent jellyfish, what we preserve in our museums, what we care for and study, says as much about us as it reveals about the items themselves. At a time when it feels like our options are shrinking, this podcast asks, why do we have to keep looking backwards? What are we going to learn from a bunch of museum exhibits? And why is there an overstuffed walrus in the corner? Life in a glass case looks a lot less chaotic, but it probably doesn't tell the whole story. I'm Chloe Visa, and you're listening to Women and Other Exhibits. Episode 1 The Queen and the Walrus Frederick J. Horneman was a man on a mission. God, men love a mission, don't they? They can't get enough of the mission. Frederick's mission was really quite simple. He just wanted to bring the entire world to Forest Hill in southeast London. He planned on doing this by growing an enormous collection of global curiosities. And he displayed these items in his own home, which he opened to the public in 1890, thus taking the first steps towards achieving his goal and he renamed his home the Surrey House Museum to fit his purposes. It was later re-renamed the Horniman Museum, but back then it was the Surrey House Museum because, as I say, the building that housed all these exhibits for display was also the home he lived in, along with his wife, Rebecca, and their two children, Annie and Emsley. Now, Frederick's wife, Rebecca, was also on a mission, although hers was a bit more problematic, because what she wanted was a reasonably tidy home. And you can see now, can't you, how Rebecca's mission might have been somewhat derailed by Frederick's, because, as I think I've mentioned, they also shared that home with the collections, which included a shit tonne of taxidermised mammals, cases of dead beetles, resin casts of elephant skulls, exotic musical instruments, ancient warrior paraphernalia and a stuffed dodo. One day, Rebecca told Frederick either the displays had to go or she would. So, ten short years later, the family removed to another property, but the museum went from strength to strength. The most famous exhibit is probably the walrus. Now, I'm just going to pause here for a second while you click on the link in the show notes. You'll understand once you've taken a look. Off you go. I'll wait here. Done? Good. You get the idea now, right? We don't know exactly when it was stuffed sometime around the middle of the 1800s. But as my friend Ellie explained when she was describing it to me, at that time, no one in England knew what a walrus looked like, that it has skin folds. So they just kept on stuffing him as full as they could, and the result is a hilariously fat walrus. He sits alone on his massive fake iceberg in the Natural History Gallery, looking out over all the other exhibits. But he was once surrounded by two companion animals, a polar bear and a Canadian moose. Moreover, from the photos I've seen, they look like they were even bigger than he was, so the three of them would have made an impressive triptych. After the Second World War, the museum decided to slim down the number of its exhibits, so they sold or donated what they could. 
The moose and the bear were taken by a man called Stan Allen. He ran a bric-a-brac shop down the road in Deptford. When he came to collect them, it took five men, Stan and all four of his sons, to carry them out. They ended up in a photography studio in Southend-on-Sea. The animals, not the men. But nobody wanted the walrus. I sometimes wonder if it was because this grotesquely bloated animal drew too many unwelcome comparisons with a greedy Victorian empire, but, well, I suspect it was probably because people just thought he looked a bit funny. Poor thing. On a flow in Hudson Bay All the gunmen gather round blood of the slaughtered majesty soaks into icy ground and the family awaits the safe passage of hide to do their utmost in service to the British Queen and British pride goodbye Preparations made and the tallow burning low. Floor swept the kids abed, the grown ups making merry down below. The delivery arrives, God only knows it's taken. job and to do it right. Goodbye Victoria, we didn't mean to gainsay you. You are the mainstay, it's true, but it's not working And she put her foot through the golden crown and she 
One final thing before you go. We wanted to issue an invitation asking you to help us create a joint online book of curiosities. If you have a favourite exhibit in this or any other museum, we'd love to hear about it. Or perhaps there's an item in your very own home that you think is worthy of going in a museum. It could be anything from a three-ton sculpture in bronze to a tatty tea cosy. Tell us what it is, tell us where it is, and tell us why it's important to you. Simply go to the contacts page on my website, chloebeza.co.uk, and fill in the details of the exhibit you want to tell us about. Thanks again for listening, and we really look forward to hearing from you soon. <laughs>